You listen to the Odds Against All podcast. I'm Cullen. And I'm Brad, bringing you the latest and greatest in music and culture out here in Provo, Utah. And today, we're up against Cherish the Graph. Cherish the Graph. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing so good. I'm so, I'm so <laughs> Glad excited. To hear it. I'm excited that we have you on. This is very fun. I was telling you before this, and it's weird that we're like repeating stuff I've already said, but this is the first time that I have ever met you, and Brad has ever met you, actually. I, I think like, I know I've seen you places, yeah, and yeah. I know like, you know the same people I do, Yeah. but I don't think I've actually interacted with you. And there's like yeah. all the kinds of people like that in the scene, uh, so it's cool to sit down with, with new people and, and, and get to know them and meet yeah. them and stuff, so Definitely. thanks Very for coming on. <laughs> Yeah, no problem. And Super stoked to be here. We're stoked to have you here. Y'all at least have been in the same room at some point together. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. Venue, I'll say. Probably a venue. Yeah, because yeah, room likely. sounds a lot like smaller quarters. <laughs> yeah, we weren't in the Stone Sheba together. Like, yeah. I probably would have met you then. We were probably like at Valor yeah, 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 or yeah, someplace yeah. like that. And that's yeah. where we're at. Very fun. Totally. Well, I'm excited to have Cherish DeGraff on the podcast. Uh, singer, songwriter, mm-hmm. multi-instrumentalist. You could say, I mean, I picked up the ukulele. Okay. Oh, like sweet. some keys, but like very limited keys. Okay, <laughs> so you're at the very least a tri-instrumentalist. Yes. Okay. I mean, I can play any instrument. It's just like, will it sound good? We don't know. That's true. <laughs> that's actually that's a how good I point. feel about every time yeah. I pick up an instrument. So Everyone, that's the yeah. general uh, struggle, I guess, when you're uh, playing music. Yeah. Like, that's a good well, point. You know, good. Everybody is an instrumentalist, but it just depends on how fluent they are in the instrument. That's a good point. Totally. Fluent, proficient, whatever, you know, that thing. So, yeah. So you picked up a little bit of keys. Did Robbie Connolly uh, teach you any of those, any of those keys? Uh, yeah, he did a little bit. That's so pretty cool. He taught me a little bit of production, too, and a little bit of guitar. So That is so cool. Robert cool Connolly of Fictionist and Touring with the Killers as well. Also, he has some solo yeah. stuff that's pretty cool. So yeah. how did you get to know Robert? Was how did you How did you get introduced uh-huh. to him and start working with him a little bit? I met him at Valor, actually. That's where I, like, awesome. make a lot of my connections. Mm-hmm. Like, Valor's been an awesome place for me to just, like, establish myself as a musician. Mm-hmm. Um, so I met him at Valor, and then he was, like, offering, like, guitar lessons. So I just messaged him on Instagram and was like, hey, Robbie, like, I want to take lessons with you. And he was like, cool. <laughs> we'll set it up. And so I did that for, like, almost a year, I think. It was awesome. That's awesome. So he taught you guitar? Mm-hmm. That was mainly what he taught me. Oh, wow. So. Wait, so, okay, well, let's, let's, let's go back a little bit, because this is fascinating. <laughs> so, you, you were at Valor already playing shows when you met this gentleman? Yeah. I was, like, doing, like, open mics and, like, little shows. Okay. So. Oh, so, okay. Like, That's... I was just getting started. Okay, okay. So, how, how long have you been uh, doing music? Like, what was the beginning of Ch- the Cherish de Graf musical mm. journey? <laughs> um, I guess, like... I did choir in, like, junior high and high school. Um, And then after that, like, in high school, I joined, like, this weird cover band um, through Dave Wilber's Rock Lab in Orem. And I was, like, playing shows with them for, like, a little while. It was, like, really weird. Why was Um, it weird? It was just, like, it was weird. Because, like, we didn't get to choose any of the songs that we played, really. Okay. um, So not totally what you wanted to be doing, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And we were just doing, like, covers, and we would have, like, one show. It was, like, in the class thing. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Or, or maybe somebody brought it up before. On the, yeah. Because we met a lot of people that grew up here 
that did like classes kind of like that. Yeah. So that's interesting. That's really cool if they have something like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when you're trying to do your own thing, maybe it's kind of yeah hold you back a little bit or something. Because I was like 15 at that time. Yeah. Okay. So it gave me like a good like ground to like kind of walk on to mm-hmm. like kind of test things out with like how it would be with a band. So then after that, I was like in choir and stuff. And I dropped out of choir because I was like, I'm in a band. Like, I remember telling the teacher that. And he's like, give me your folder. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so I gave him, like, all my choral music. And I was, like, out of there. And then I wow. was, like, doing the band stuff. Whoa. And then I, like, stopped doing music for a while, like, for two years in high school. And I was doing yearbook stuff instead. And then um, at the very, like, end of my high school, like, graduation, like, the day after I graduated, um, I released my first EP. Mm. Um, oh, cool. And I had like four songs on it. So what is that called, that release? Um, It was called Find. Um, It just had like three originals that were really bad. It's gone now. You can't find it anywhere. Oh, shoot. I'm sure it was great. I'm sure it was great. (laughs) We're always the most critical of ourselves, you know, when you're an an artist. So so after you graduated is when you first started putting out music. Mm -hmm. And that whole time in high school, you're kind of having this all nestle inside you of writing music Mm -hmm. and becoming a songwriter. Yeah. And so then then next, did you start playing at Valor? Yeah. So right before I graduated, like in March or April, I started doing like open mics down at Valor. Uh And that was like my first like step into like, this is what it's like to like write your own music and have your own shows and things like that. Yeah. So I was able to like do that and... My friends were like, dang, this is, like, really cool. Like, we'll support you. So I just kept doing it and stuff. And I was going to go to college, uh, like, that following, like, fall. And I was like, this music, like, it's just so fun. And, like, I love it so much. So I'm just going to keep doing music. So I've just been doing that ever since. That's that's fun. That is fun. That's so cool. Well, that's really cool. Um, And that kind of leads into the next thing we're going to say is I I found out about you because we, we follow a lot of people on, like, twitter and our our instagram i have a twitter mm-hmm. we don't have a twitter but anyways um and i saw stuff being posted about you in your mm-hmm. kickstarter and so i was like oh what is this and so i listened to some of your music mm-hmm. and i was really i was impressed and i really <laughs> liked it and i was telling cherish before we started having the mics on i was like i, I said i really like your music and as a matter mm-hmm. of fact one of one of our friends i was talking to him and he said that uh your favorite local artist and that and it, like he actually said that Mm-hmm. Without, he, he he listens to a lot of local people, so for him yeah. to say that's kind of significant. So yeah. it's significant, cool. and so and so I was like, oh man, I really gotta, I gotta check this out. And so I listen to music, and I think it's really good. Oh, and how would you describe what your sound is? Um, it's probably like sad, kind of like lullabyish music. Uh huh. I don't know. It's kind of like Phoebe Bridgers meets like Fleetwood Mac. Okay, Dude, okay. those are great. Two great names. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. I, can see I like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. so awesome. I think it's. I think it's. It's easy for and and I, I don't mean for this to sound uh, like I'm dissing the whole that whole type of music, but mm-hmm. but I, what I mean is that I'm trying to get, get to a greater point. It's easier for that kind of music to. It's easy for that kind of music to be boring. Mm-hmm. But just just by the nature of it, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, singer songwriter. Um, when when you you don't have a lot of uh, instruments in play, it's mm-hmm. not so much about how. Uh, oh shoot, Listen my headphones, headphones just fell there. off. People, <laughs> uh, it's not about how technical necessarily it is, mm-hmm. but it's more about the 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 content of it. And I listen to your stuff, and I I really enjoyed it. And and I have to say, I I I don't want to say I don't usually enjoy stuff like that because I do, mm-hmm. but 
I feel like you nailed it. You know what oh, I mean? Man. And so I, I really enjoy your stuff. Oh, yeah. You. Yeah. Like, likewise, it, it takes a lot, uh, cause there's fewer elements, I guess, going on a lot of the time mm-hmm. in that style. Uh, y- you have to be really like engaging on all levels, lyrically, mm-hmm. melodically, uh, whatever instrumentation is, has to be on point. And okay. so, um, a little bit I've heard as well. Um, you do a really good job. But I think there's a lot of uh, really awesome artists out here locally that nail that sound. Totally. And uh, I've just, I've heard a lot of good stuff. I've heard a lot of bad <laughs> stuff, but all the, most of the stuff here I've, I've heard is, is really great. And you're, I count you, you know, among those other people. And I know a lot of other people that, that know your stuff and listen to you and they have nothing but good things to say about you. So oh, um, thank you guys. Yeah. We're ex- definitely. So tell us about your Kickstarter. Because I briefly mentioned it. Yeah, so I'm working on a Kickstarter right now. It's like, right now, like when we're recording, I think there's like 18 days left. Ooh. Um, so hopefully we fund it. I'm working to raise $3,000 in order to cover the cost of production. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm recording with Josh Schneider. Um, he's awesome. part of like Josh Schneider and the Attic Kids. Mm-hmm. They're really cool. Yeah. Like, I love them so much. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. They, you, you've seen them before. We played with them a few months ago at that Cowboys and Indies thing. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Song yeah, writer. they're way cool. Yeah. So he's just really been able to like nail like exactly what I want, like uh-huh. with the songs and everything. We released um, a demo called Silver Wings mm-hmm. along with the Kickstarter. Um, and it that's kind of like the sound that we're going for with the album. Um, it's more fully produced and like orchestrated. There's a lot more like going on with the songs. Mm-hmm. So kind of like my first step into like having a band and like doing these kinds of things because i played la femmes at velour recently with yeah. a band for the first time and that was so fun oh cool oh, i think i saw pictures of that as a matter mm-hmm. of fact that's awesome and that's what they're called femmes oh, oh, la femmes yeah oh that's the people who played with you that no, was like no, the name of the, the event. show oh okay okay, okay. i'm sorry I'm here we go with oh, the yeah. french the french again because <laughs> we actually are of Cajun ancestry, but Colin doesn't know any French, so he didn't know how to say yeah. Toro y moi, le femme. That's like the women. Yeah, like the, I know 51 yeah. words in Spanish, so. so. Um, anyways, how do you know that? Because I counted once. Oh, cool. Somebody cool. counted for me. Yeah, yeah. So anyways. Um, so le femme was, so that's where, that's where you debuted your band. Mm-hmm. That's really yeah. cool. It was really cool. How has that been? Uh, playing solo, some of those early kind of open mics you talked about mm-hmm. versus now where you've kind of, you've expanded your sound. Man, it's like, so much better playing with a band like there's yeah. so much more like energy in the room mm-hmm. i do love playing solo because you get to like control the whole vibe of everything yeah, yeah. but it's hard to work with like just yourself because again it's that whole energy thing with like am i like captivating the audience like are they bored because mm-hmm. like with this music it can be like boring sometimes so you have to like tell lots of jokes i feel like in between songs <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah work on your stand-up comedian skills I know. that's the only reason i'm doing music is so I can, like, you're gonna transfer in comedy <laughs> yeah it's all just one master play and you're getting to the to be com- okay yeah no that's 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 a good point too is uh, mm-hmm. live whenever you're solo like that mm-hmm. It's all on you. And mm-hmm. I, so whenever I started playing music too, I started playing at a place back in Beaumont, Texas, where we're from, mm-hmm. at open mic nights. And uh, I, I believe it or not, so I don't really play anything close to this now, but when I first started, I was playing a lot of acoustic mm-hmm. kind of singer songwriter stuff. And uh, it's, man, that's a lot of pressure to have on you totally. when you're by yourself like that. And you got it. And I, I, could, I never played. A full set like that you know mm-hmm. i never played 30 45 minutes or something yeah. unless if i can only imagine 
how hard that would be yeah. to just kind of be by yourself for that long and have to keep and captivate, use mm-hmm. that word, I like that, an audience yeah. for that long. So I'm sure that's difficult. Yeah, it was fun. Like, I always got, like, positive responses, at least to my face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, Behind my great. back, like, I don't know. <laughs> it like well, people, it is like, good, but, well, we have some, some evidence that it is good behind your back, so. Oh, that's we do. good. We've heard, we've heard, we've heard many, only, like I said, only good things, so. That's good. That's awesome. Yeah, so I the mean, so the band's a different vibe. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. They really like added a lot more energy, and it was just like so fun to have them up there and to like be sharing my songs with the band mm-hmm. that I've like worked hard on those songs, and then I worked hard with them to just like bring the songs like more to life. Like it just yeah. had more of a body and a spirit behind it. It was so cool. Like I just loved it so much. That's awesome. That's awesome. Is, how did you recruit your band members? How do you know them? Um, so. It was, like, all through, like, mutual connections of, like, Josh Schneider and the Attic Kids. Like, most of them were in the Attic Kids band. Oh, cool. Like, the Attic Kids are kind of, like, their own entity. They'll play with, like, kind of anyone. Yeah, oh, I've seen okay. that. I've seen them play with a few other people as well. Yeah. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. So, a lot of the Attic Kids are your band, too. Mm-hmm. So, who all was in your band, if you don't um, mind? I guess dropping some names. Yeah, so I had Brendan Smith on drums. He was in the Attic Kids. And Chrissy Michael. Um, she plays keys and violin, and then I had Johnny Malian. He was playing bass, and Mac Wright was on guitar. Mm. I know Mac. Yeah. <laughs> I know Mac from. I, I guess he used to work with a lot of the guys in my band. So yeah, yeah. He, at Best in Music or whatever. I don't. Mm-hmm. Know, I don't think he still works there, but he yeah. I think good he guy. Does. He does. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I I guess I need to go there more often now. But yeah. uh, okay, cool. It was so fun. Like they were amazing to work with. Oh yeah. That's, that's awesome. awesome. That's that's awesome. So, so they're kind of like you said, an entity into themselves. Like they kind mm-hmm. of like are a band for other people. Kind of. That's like cool. that's kind of what we've like described it as. Previously. Yeah. That's really <laughs> neat. So like you know how there's all these bands that are like, mm-hmm. you know, like Iggy Pop and the Stooges or whoever it is, but they're like the Stooges if they like. So it's like yeah. whoever and the whoever. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. You know, I never thought about that as being a thing, but I guess that probably is. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's there's bands that kind of do not just session work, but sometimes they'll like play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like people a, up. Yeah, they play on, or they're planning on playing on the album too. Oh. So. Okay, cool, cool. I was just about to ask them what what can the people expect to hear on the album? Like, uh, so you said your sounds kind of more mellow, mm-hmm. l- lullaby as you yeah. as you've said, uh, but with a band, how do, how does that kind of translate? Man, it just is like a lot more like dynamic. Yeah. Um, I've been working with Josh on a lot of the songs, like just figuring out like different, because I haven't really written any like instrumental parts ever. Mm-hmm. It's always just been like lyrics and like, you know, the whole song structure, like chorus, verse, like yeah. there's no breakdown in it at all. So he's been helping to like put those breakdowns and the instrumentation into the song. Um, <clears throat> but it's been really cool to like figure that whole thing out. There's a lot more going into it, like, looking at like the session like with him like there's so many more tracks and i'm just like wow that's like my song yeah, yeah it's yeah. so cool that's awesome that is awesome see it build up like that mm-hmm. that's really cool and you hit on something awesome uh whenever you are a songwriter and you're you're showing your song to people kind of being uh I, I guess like presenting them to like a producer kind of in mm-hmm. this case would be josh uh kind of being vulnerable and and uh, having a willingness to kind of let them 
refine it mm-hmm. or help you refine it mm-hmm. that's that's kind of hard to do because that's your artistic like mm-hmm. baby kind of right like, yeah so it's hard to let somebody take over the reins but uh how has that been kind of seeing that see have you seen any of your songs kind of get pushed in a, in a different direction do you like the way it's kind of yeah coming so out? with the Silverwing song that we just released man my voice is just going oh you're fine um so we just released like that silver wing song on Bandcamp. um that was like a really like mellow song when i first wrote it and he like there's this huge like build in it now that's probably like a minute and a half long because the song is a little bit longer i think it's like five and a half minutes oh cool um but there's like this really cool like build part that he helped write and um it's just been really neat to like see how that whole thing has like transformed this song um when i work with him i want like the producer to feel like it's their song as much as as much as it's my song mm-hmm. so that's awesome i'm like totally open to anything they're like willing to try like i just love trying all sorts of new things with the song yeah that, yeah that openness is important whenever you go into a studio like that mm-hmm. so i'm studying audio and uh i i kind of see myself as a more like in a producer role, like taking things here and here and mm-hmm. here. And it's hard sometimes whenever you have somebody that, that won't budge, you just have to, you want to strike that balance with them. You want to, mm-hmm. you want to take their song and kind of like help them achieve like what it could, what it could be without like undermining or uh, mm-hmm. making that original vision. Yeah. Like not kind of shine through with, with the end product. So really cool that's cool that you're open to that because mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of artists aren't it's uh, and, yeah. and i understandably right like mm-hmm. uh so that's awesome yeah and you know and, and it's it like you're saying it is important to to let people ha- uh have some sort of like l- at least let them have enough artistic license to mm-hmm. be able to try what they're gonna do yeah totally. because sometimes sometimes you'll do what they suggest and then they themselves will be like oh that's bad let's not do that you know what mm-hmm. i mean so i, I feel like that, that's and, and sometimes like brad was saying it can turn into something uh not what you had in mind mm-hmm. but it could be better than you could have imagined you know what i mean yeah totally and i think that's what's beautiful about different people working together mm-hmm. on on a project and so i think i think it's really cool that you're, you're kind of doing it at least with the producer from a collaborative type of uh mm-hmm. I wouldn't say collaborative, but uh, kind of having that attitude in it. That's mm-hmm. gonna that's gonna be cool, and I'm really excited. And I even heard on some of your songs, uh, at least one of them had sort of like a, sort of an electronic type of thing. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Interesting. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, who who are some of your favorite like local artists? Because I know oh, you, you you go to Valor a lot and yeah. see people. Who are some of your favorite people? Um, I really like. I guess, like, some of the bigger ones are, like, Fictionist and The Moth and the Flame. Like, those are kind of just givens. Like, they're so mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. I love all those guys. And then, like, Goldmyth is really cool. Goldmyth is freaking legit. Yeah. yeah. I love Goldmyth. I'm trying to think of others. But, like, I feel like everyone who just comes through, like, the doors at Valor is just, like, so talented. Like, mm-hmm. it's amazing to see that people in our own town are, like, creating these, like, really cool projects. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, we, we talk about that a lot on our podcast, how uh, locally there's something going on. It's really cool. Uh, not just with, with Valor, but also like kind of the underground DIY scene. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people making awesome music, and it's all pretty different. Like, it's mm-hmm. not all the same. And uh, so that's why we kind of put this podcast together to kind of help give a platform to all these different people. Like, we've mm-hmm. had you on, so you do kind of singer-songwriter mm-hmm. stuff. We've had... We've had a metal band on. We've mm-hmm. had 
uh, you know, just kind of standard like indie rock bands. And uh, I, it's, it's so cool to see the variety mm-hmm. and the amount of uh, people that are just supportive of each other yeah. despite the differences. Totally. I think that that's so cool. So um, before we, I have some other questions I want to ask you, mm-hmm. and I don't know if, I don't know how much you wanted to talk about the Kickstarter, um, but I know that there's like reward tiers and things like that. Yeah, totally. Um, are, do you happen to know off the top of your head uh, what people can expect to receive as a reward for certain donations and things? Yeah, totally. So we have like t-shirts and there's going to be CDs. Um, there's going to be like pins and patches, like iron on patches is going to be like one of the things. That's cool. Um, I'm doing a couple like parties too. There's like a pizza party that you can come to, like that's going to be before the release show. And then there's also like a spa night the Uh night before. That's a good, that's a great idea for a reward And then, um, Teton Guitars, I am endorsed by them actually. Yes. I actually knew about that because Dave, my, so my bandmate, he, Mm -hmm. He like was like he, he found that out somehow and he was like mm-hmm. this is so awesome she's endorsed by Dayton. <laughs> That's so, sick. Yeah. Okay. So So they're just based up in Idaho Falls. They're really cool people. Yeah. I've loved working with them. But they actually gave me a guitar to um like use as one of the rewards for the Kickstarter. No so, way. That's so cool. It's the same guitar that I play, the same Teton. So What is like that a, model called? Do you know? Off the top um it's a range guitar. It's like a 3 quarter size, so it's a little bit smaller. Okay. But it's cool. really nice. That's wow. so awesome. I kind of like a smaller guitar myself, just because my hands are kind of small. Yeah, so, same. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking into awesome. buying a bass here soon. I want it to be a, you know, a short smaller, scale. A short scale, yeah. yeah, so that's cool. Yeah. But uh, that's awesome. So somebody is going to get a guitar. Yeah. Uh, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So parties, I want to hear more about the spa, though. Can you the just, spa night? Yeah. What, what, yeah. what, what, what couldn't be expected of that? Yeah, so <laughs> there's just going to be like some really, like, it's going to be very nice. It's going to be the night before the release show. Um, we're going to do like face masks and like, depending on like, if you're into it, like we can like do like pedicures and manicures and things like that. Just wow. like all sorts of fun things. Just that like awesome. really like taking it easy. Like there's going to be like very nice music playing and like, it's just going to be very nice. <laughs> okay. Pedicures and manicures. I'm speaking mostly to, I, I guess more <laughs> the guys out there. Very well kept secret. <laughs> you need to do that. It's so great Definitely. when you actually go and do that. So me and my wife got Manny's and Petty's for our uh-huh. last anniversary. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. I need to do yeah. this like so much more often. So. It's so underrated. Yeah. Oh yeah. Underrated. <laughs> that's so cool. Well, I, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's something that's overlooked a lot is, is your, I mean, your thing. I mean, personally, I you get hang- good cuticles. You gotta have well-kept cuticles. Yeah, y- exactly. Totally. Well, I, I get hangnails all the time. I, guess, and, I just and looked and I have one right now. It's disgusting. It, it's was, violently, I don't even want to get into the details. It just, it gets bad when you rip those suckers out. Oh, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's bad. And so, I mean, and I'm, I'm assuming manicures and pedicures can help prevent things like that, right? Totally. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So. Just kind of keep it in check, you know? <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just, okay. I, I like that, yeah. It's kind of like getting your oil changed every now and then yeah, yeah. Okay. sure yeah <laughs> yeah okay that's awesome yeah. so okay so spa pizza night everybody loves pizza come on yeah oh my gosh pizza's good pizza's so dang good anyways <laughs> wait where, are you, i thought you were about to go off on a rant about that well, what type of pizza <laughs> which is fine what type of pizza yeah, yeah. oh man or, or what um, excuse me what uh like what we're from we're from probably What's the place on Sunday Street? Is it Brick Oven? No, oh, it's not Brick Oven. Uh, two Jacks? Two Jacks, yeah. That place oh. is great. I don't think I've been there. I don't think I've been it's there. It's pretty great. Yeah. 
Pizza. I like their small little pizzas. Sometimes yeah. when I'm sad, I just go get you a small go, pizza. They have baby pizzas? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yummy. The little personal ones. They're like, but they're like, you know, they're a decent size. Like, they're yeah. not like, you're not going to go hungry if you eat one. Pizza is so good. Anyways. Uh, well, Are well, you that, sure you don't want to go off on a random no, I mean, that's all, I mean, there's not much more to say about it than that, but that's really cool that uh, you, you've got these reward tiers. I think that as a Kickstarter, the reward tiers are kind of lame, but I think these are... That uh, sounds awesome. I think these are awesome, yeah. These, okay. These are cool. And yeah, so like I said, the Kickstarter is how I found out about even... Uh, well, not really how I found out about you, actually, mm-hmm. but it's how I... Uh, started to to listen to your stuff actually so oh, wait, cool. that's cool that's cool and and so how far along are we can um, we can we say yeah we're currently 43 percent funded so we're at about 1200 almost 1300 dollars working working on up there okay yeah and the goal is how much again three thousand okay so, how that's awesome um how how long has it just been going since uh march started um we launched it on february 25th i believe okay, okay. february 25th so that so okay. it's like a couple like a week and a half yeah maybe yeah two weeks. Okay. that's like the week of that's like that last week of february mm-hmm. so wow so let's see here that's like so it's only been like two weeks yeah oh my goodness that's almost 50 percent. that's <laughs> yeah. exciting that's so exciting so okay we're gonna try to pump this episode out really quick once we're done recording tonight cool. so that we can help promote that just go give uh go go look at Ch- cherish's uh <laughs> Cherish the graph, and that's spelled C H E R I S H D E G R A A F. Yes. Go search that on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Go to her page. Go, uh, go give her a donation. She deserves it. Uh, and go take advantage of those awesome reward tiers. Yeah. I mean, definitely. you got pizza, spa, potentially a Teton guitar. Oh totally. my goodness! Like, yeah, that, that sounds amazing. Some and, awesome and, stuff. And well, let's not. Let's. Most importantly, we get the full band album. Yes, True. the music. Yes, the Most music. importantly, that's why I donated. <laughs> yes. Where can where can we obtain? So you mentioned, which is a good. This is a good idea. Mm-hmm. You released a demo with the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's a good idea. So you're kind of giving people a little sample yeah. of what maybe they can expect or, or potentially kind of where it's going yeah. with the album. Where can you? Where can we obtain that? Um, so that is just on Bandcamp right now. Okay. Um, there's a link on my instagram to like the kickstarter and the demo so if you just click on that link in my bio you'll find it sweet uh we'll 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 shout it out again at the end of the episode but where what is your instagram it's um cherish Um, oh that's right yes you 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 are on instagram a lot liking stuff a lot and every time (laughs) i see it i'm like um cherish i'm like oh yeah cherish the crap okay cool that's right okay awesome again we'll we'll shout it out again at the end but awesome so did you have anything else you wanted to, talk, to bring up about the Kickstarter? Um, no. Is there anything that people need to know about the Kickstarter, Cherish? Um, just that it's all or nothing. So if we don't hit the $3,000, the album's not going to happen for a while, which would be a bummer. That would be s- such a bummer. So please it go donate. And yeah. listen, let, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get people to do this. You spend money every day on <laughs> BS. Well, yes. I do. Yes. I'm not saying you do. Maybe you do. Who listener? I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to point my finger at you. I already, we already went over how I point. Because you know what happens when you point your finger? There's four more pointing back at you. Well, <laughs> technically, like there's three, but yeah, there's three more pointing back yeah. at you. And let me just say this. So he's not calling you out, but he is a little. Let bit. me say this. I, if you're anything like me, I go and I buy food from Wendy's. Maybe Don Joaquin's. Don Joaquin's. I frequent that place. Hopefully, that can be a future sponsor. We'll discuss that <laughs> later. 
Um, I go to just wherever and get food, which, by the way, is killing me. Anyways, but I go and get food, and I'll spend what? Maybe $8, sometimes even $10. And I didn't even know I was going to be spending $10, but I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. Could have spent that on Cherish. You could have spent that on Cherish, on, on, on hearing a full band album. Yes. Of Cherish to Graph. I mean, come on. I mean, you, you won't even, it's, it's, it's so easy and so worth it. It's so say. simple. Do it. Anyways, I don't feel like that was a good enough pitch, but. It, it, I feel like it was pretty good, man. Yeah, it was solid. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Very <laughs> much. I, I felt bad. I was going to feel bad about it the rest of the time. Thank you very no. much. Oh, uh, glad to it'd be reassuring. So, awesome. Um, so, kind of just getting into, we call this getting to know you. I don't mm-hmm. know why. That's not, uh, it's not very, that really that unique. <laughs> we don't call it that. We usually you, sing you it. it. You said it that, you said that once. We usually I, sing it. This is trying to bring back the thing. You sang it once. Anyways, I'm bringing it back, yeah. <laughs> so... Cherish, mm-hmm. who? So you mentioned Phoebe Bridgers and Fleetwood Mac, two amazing artists, mm-hmm. and I'd like to talk to you more about those artists. Oh, but yeah. who are some other artists you can kind of throw out there that have inspired your writing, and, and maybe oh, not necessarily yeah. like uh, how you sound now, but like what's what's uh, we just want to get down to the musical genesis of Cherish to Graph. Yeah. What are some of your favorites? Um. So obviously, like Phoebe Bridgers and Fleetwood Mac, I love Stevie Nicks. She's like oh, my yes. favorite witch mom. She's oh my gosh! So cool. I love yeah. her so much. Yeah. I love her so much. Um, and then I really like Julian Baker and like Lucy Dacus. Their whole project, like the Boy Genius yeah. Project, was yeah. insane. It was yeah. so good. So different. It's cool. Um, yeah. let's see who else. Um, I really like one of my guilty pleasures pleasures is like ariana grande i'm gonna go see her in july oh, sweet. so sweet. I, that'll I've, be fun i've heard her new album is is very good but it's i've fun. heard that from people who i respect yes by people i respect i mean anthony fantano anthony fantano <laughs> reviewed it positively actually yeah. yeah reviewed it positively yeah he so. liked it a lot but i i started listening to it one day and i was mm-hmm. like i need to check it out so. and i was like i'm gonna listen to something else anyways but i know seven yeah. seven rings is that what it's called yeah i know seven rings it's just like so fun i, I need to like, i need to check it out more yeah it's fun stuff. Like it's just kind of like, I don't draw from that kind of stuff too much, but it's fun to listen to. Yeah, no, so, nothing wrong with that. There's yeah. nothing wrong. I mean, yeah. no people, guilty pleasures too, by the, the way. Like, yeah, you know, people, I used to say Backstreet Boys were a guilty pleasure of mine, but that's like one of my favorite groups of all time. Like, <laughs> I, I still listen to them all the time to this day. It's just it's my well, favorite. It all has a different. I think it all has a different purpose. You know, this is mm-hmm. some music because you want to have a fun time because you want to be in a good mood, mm-hmm. and sometimes you can't sit down and listen to. Uh, Andy Hull or whatever it may yeah, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and, and want to have a party. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you yeah, gotta you pace can't. out what you're listening to. And so I, totally. I, I, I think a lot of people. I mean, some stuff may have more integrity than other things. Some things may be more uh, deeper, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, deeper than other things. But, but everything has its place, time and place. Yeah, so. yeah totally. but, but I think that's cool. Anyways, yeah. So Aaron a huge influence on your music. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just just because I keep thinking about it, and you've you've kind of already rattled some stuff off that makes me know that you're. A, you're a true fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's some of your favorite Fleetwood Mac stuff? Oh man, I really like. Um, oh my gosh, I really love Landslide. Like that is like my favorite one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that song. Dude. Robbie taught me how to play that one on guitar. That was like one of the first songs I learned how to play. Oh, that's a jam for the yeah, guitar too. It was yeah. so good. That's so that awesome. That's awesome. So I, me and my wife just had a baby like two oh months gosh. ago. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty great. That's and so fun. We play we play rumors on vinyl, which is kind of sad. We should probably not play that. 
<laughs> but well no no we should because it's a great album but it's we should not play it to him because it's a very depressing album but we play mm-hmm. rumors all the time whenever he's getting mad and like upset <laughs> and he he like stops crying a lot of the time he's like it's the he magic just, of the mac yeah oh yeah exactly <laughs> the I, magic uh, of the mac i was watching this video the other day of uh so this guy was interviewing mick fleetwood this guy from like this like mm-hmm. i don't know just some british like journalism youtube channel or something and he was they were interviewing mick fleetwood the drummer of mm-hmm. fleetwood mac and they were talking about how the chain like the outro the yeah. baseline to the chain was the theme song to formula one racing for like mm-hmm. years and years and years and like why you know the song's so weird but it's so mm-hmm. catchy how is it and and he talked about the process of making the song so that song is two songs kind of like stitched together like oh literally uh, uh, off some old like analog tape so like the first song, first part of the song obviously sounds completely different. It, you know, yeah. it's like in the same key, I think. Mm-hmm. But, you know, once that bass line hit, it's like, yeah, like it's, yeah, it's great. Totally. So anyway, so like they, they talk about all the stuff. Yeah, it's a great song. It's different. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, the interviewer's like, do you want to play it with me really quick? And so I guess it was this dude's dream oh to play gosh. the bass line to that song with Mick Fleetwood on the oh drums. And they had a drum set set up. And that dude is old, but dude, he gets down on the drums still. He was just Dang. like, he and died then, right after that interview too. No, he's no, still he's still kicking. But he, dude, the last he, thing he ever did. They played that that the outro to the chain together, and I was just jamming. I was like, dude, that old guy has still that's got sick. it. It was yeah. so cool. Was this was this recently? I don't mean I don't know. I just found it on okay, YouTube. So it was probably in the two thousands. Oh, it was like you know, it was maybe like two or three years ago. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, so Stevie Nicks too. That's mm-hmm. that's its own thing because Stevie Nicks has awesome solo stuff as well so totally would you consider her an influence on your vocal style or anything like that or I think so like she has kind of a dreamy aspect you mentioned lullabies yeah she said something about like wearing glasses once because i guess she can't see very well um but she doesn't like wearing glasses and so she says she just goes through life in a dreamlike state and i was like maybe i should stop wearing glasses (laughs) (laughs) i need them to drive so yeah me too if i stopped wearing glasses i'd be in a dream forever because i'd probably probably i cannot see very far me too yeah i think it's safe to say um a lot of the people we really idolize as musicians uh, maybe don't follow their advice in everyday life. Yeah. That's, some, that's something <laughs> yeah. I've, in my studies, that I've, I've come to realize. Right. Yeah. Anyways. Right, like, like Kiss is great, but you shouldn't rock and roll all night and party every day. Exactly. Yeah. You'll get nothing exactly. done. Yeah. So. Also, yeah, Kurt Cobain, great musician. Don't live like him. Anyway. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Okay, so Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Um. So I'm curious. So you mentioned how you got started playing music. Was there a time in your? I I, I, I I'm not expecting an answer necessarily mm-hmm. either. Was there a time like in your childhood that kind of triggered later events where you would be interested in playing music? Was there like a a starting point I guess for you that you can identify? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, um. So I remember. My mom would drop me off at preschool like every day, and we'd listen to this Vanessa Carlton album. And I don't think a I'm thousand familiar, miles, actually. Yeah, like, yeah. Making my way down. A thousand miles. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Come on. Yeah. Man, so that album was like, I would sing that in the car all the time, like uh, as I was driving funny. to preschool, like just small little baby. Children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I want to sing on stage one day. Oh, and, like, that's cute. 
little kid. Ever since then, I've like always wanted to be a musician, but I didn't know how until like high school, and then I just started like writing my own stuff, and I was like, I guess this is how. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really neat. That's cool. I definitely remember jamming to a cassette of. I guess Vanessa Carlton, <laughs> or maybe she was on a compilation. I just yeah, yeah, remember yeah, specifically. Yeah, yeah, we didn't have Vanessa Carlton. Oh, well, I remember specifically making my way downtown. We had like some kind of. It, it was some... probably on some Radio Disney or something, or, or oh, something probably. like that. We were jamming yeah. that when we were little. But so. um, but yeah, wow, that's really neat. Wow, that's like a, uh, that's like from a book or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, maybe not a book. Making movie. my way. <laughs> little kids singing that. That's just the that's, funniest that's thing the ever. That's the cutest thing yeah. ever. Wow. That's so funny. Yeah. Wait, so you're, oh, how old is that dang song? I don't know. It's, it's probably old-ish. You were in preschool listening to that song. That is crazy. It's gotta be old-ish. Oh, it's old. It's, it's not like. I don't even know if she's like still is like making music and stuff. Yeah, I, don't I think know. she is. I think Maybe. she's more focused on making her way downtown. <laughs> she's I know, did make she it. ever make it? I don't. She, yeah, oh yeah, man, she, did she? She got lost in the way there. Uh, <laughs> she, she was walking down. fast though. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So that came out in 2002. Oh, okay. It came out in that's. 2002. I thought it came out earlier than that, so that surprises yeah. me. But it still, had just come out then. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Pretty old though, still. Because I was I mean. like four in 2002. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it had probably just come out. My little brother was born in 2002. What the heck? <laughs> we had a sister that was born in 2001. Yeah, thinking about... Yeah, anyways. I mean, Time not that we're old or anything, but thinking about when stuff comes out in retrospect is crazy. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. I, was, I was actually thinking about when American Idiot came out. By Green, Green Day. I was thinking about that today. <laughs> and, like that uh, album is like uh, 15 years old or something like that. Yeah, probably. I was yeah. like eight when that came out. And yeah. so I was like... And I remember thinking at that time... <laughs> that's funny. I tweeted the say. I remember thinking at that time in my, in my little kid mind, I thought... I thought I don't like this. This is kind of whack. <laughs> but actually, I kinda, it's a really good album. I like, just I didn't really know anything about it. Cause, but we had a video game with it on there. Or something. Oh yeah, so Madden, I ho- Madden, heard Madden. it all the time. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> that doesn't matter. Yeah, we um, <laughs> yeah. But the people don't so cool. care about that. So that yeah. was your that was your start, Vanessa Carlton. I think that's really neat. Well, yeah, yeah. you're you, it, it jogged your yeah yeah, yeah. Well, made did. you want to maybe perform in yeah. front of people. That was a catalyst. Okay. I Were there any particular people in your life that showed you music? That's how I've. I, and again, I don't expect mm-hmm. you to have a, an exact answer, but I've found that there's a lot of, with a lot of people, mm-hmm. usually maybe there's somebody that kind of shows you the way or yeah. passes you the torch or something. Yeah. So I was actually the first person like in my family to ever like pick up any instrument. Oh, wow. Because I found this like old guitar in like my basement and I was like, dad, can I have this? And he was like, yeah. So I took it to school. I think I was in like ninth grade. And I took it to my, like, choir teacher, and he tuned it up for me. And I just, like, started watching, like, YouTube videos and, like, <coughs> taught myself how to, like, play guitar, kind of. And, like, it was just, like, I myself did it. So what I'm hearing <laughs> is you're a trailblazer. Pretty much. You're the one. You're the, the one. Pioneer. There pioneer. We go. A pioneer. Okay. Bless we want to bring it back to Utah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, bringing it all back home. Cool. Pioneer. Wow. That's that really is, cool. That's fabulous. Did you go to Pioneer High School? I did not. I went okay. to Pleasant Grove High School. Is that a high school or something? Is yeah, that a real high school? That's where Shellstrom went, and I know Noah Garcia went there. Anyways, yeah. other people have been there. It's uh, like the music high school. Yeah. I don't know. It's like I don't. A performing arts. I don't, don't know anything, know. Brad. Anyways. I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm not um, from these parts. Now I kind of am no, because I've been kidding. here four years. But just jocking with you. Well, cool. Um, well, I think that's neat. Yes, you are it is a pioneer neat. trailblazer. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, 
My dad like played the accordion when he was really little, so we had an accordion like in oh, our basement, cool. but no one ever touched it. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like still just like sitting there. I should probably like learn it. Yeah, something. I was gonna say, what if you'd picked that up instead of the guitar? Maybe yeah. you'd be. That would have been so funny. Well, I'm but glad you picked you up the guitar though. Heard um, Lizzie Dunford. She mm. is like a solo artist, but she <clears throat> plays a accordion. That's awesome. And sings and it's like so amazing. She's the, incredible. The accordion gives stuff really cool vibes. Yeah. So totally. Beirut has a lot of accordion in their music. I don't know if you listen to a ton of Beirut or not, but they they play like kind of like indie folk, but there's mm-hmm. like kind of a Eastern European folk element to their music too. Yeah. So a ton of that stuff has European or uh, has accordion in it. Yeah. So it, it gives it can give stuff a really cool vibe. Uh Maybe not play it on every song, but but you know it's <laughs> yeah. uh it's it's cool. So yeah, well, there's a few. Um, yeah, I, I feel like there's a, not not to say it's limiting, but there there's mm-hmm. a certain type of feel that an accordion gives because I mean I guess it's so sharp. I guess you know it's the sound, piercing sound yeah. inside of your um, your ear vessels. You know, it pierces the ear vessels. <laughs> so, anyways, but yes, uh, the ear. Thanks for bringing so, science into. Well, it, some too. people. Uh, that's not a. Th- it's not a thing. Anyways, but some. Some people shred on the accordion. You ever seen somebody oh, shred? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I, I had a friend who learned how to play like I think it was like some sort of like Kiss song or like oh my goodness some yeah. kind of high energy. Yeah, it's like they played it, and I was like, "What are you doing with the instrument? Like I don't know what's going on anymore." <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. This dude came to our high school and played uh, Zod. No, not Zodiac. Uh, what is it called? Zydeco. Zydeco. Again with the Cajun <laughs> stuff. You're just I don't know if we can accept you, dude. Oh, it's fine. Um, Zydeco, this, this Zydeco artist came to our high school, mm-hmm. and Z- do you know? Maybe do you, you know, know what Zydeco is? I don't. It's like a bullcrap genre. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> dude, what no, is I'm wrong kidding. with you? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's like, it's like polka kind of. Dude, no, the Cajuns <laughs> don't accept you anymore. It's like so, we're it's disowning like, you. It's like polka, mm. and so, anyways. It, okay, it, no, it's not like. It's like polka because it has an accordion in it. And it's that's fat, why it's, you're saying it's, that. It's, it's high energy music it's, typically. It's, it's like Cajun party. folk music. Do you know what Cajuns are? I only know like about. Cajun the seasoning. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair. That's fair. They're that's the fair. people that settled like Louisiana. I figured. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's, it's it, like yeah, French people from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like Creole Cajuns all kind of relates. Like yeah. Beyonce's Creole. Those are like usually the, like the darker skinned. Mm. Yeah. People, and then Cajuns are like your boys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. A- anyway, so that's that's kind of anyways. Zydeco is like Cajun folk music. Mm. And it's so it's like spicy folk music. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yes. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, that's it's, a good. It's, it's it's like polka with a little bit of Tony's on it. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit of Tony Cheshire. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyway, accordion's heavily featured in it. So the guy came to your school. I'm hijacking to, this conversation. I, I guess this dude came to our school and he was like. Well, it was kind of weird because he had backing tracks, but he played the uh, accordion. It, but it was like R and B too, right? Oh, oh, he did some R and B stuff. But he's like, it was so crazy with the accordion, and and everybody's like, oh, dang, this goes hard. It was right when that happy song. Actually, it was probably a few years after that. But anyways, it was in the happy, you know, Pharrell. He played a version of that song, and that was pretty crazy. I thought. Anyways, it was. Anyways, it doesn't matter. But it was crazy. So accordion is is a good instrument, I would say. Totally. I had no uh, anticipation of talking about accordion so much today, so I apologize. But, oh uh, no, it's totally okay. Yeah, maybe you should maybe you should pick it up though. That would uh, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be. Yeah, you might could incorporate really awesome. that in some of your music. That might be good. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, what what are the people? What do you want to tell the people, Cherish? What what do they need oh, to know about? I thought Cherish? of a question actually. Go ahead. Go go for yeah. it. No, no, I, I guess okay. 
That's going to be our last thing, what I say, or what, what I was going to ask. Go ahead, though. Okay. What is your goal with your music? Like, what, oh, at man. the end of the day, what, what, why do you make music, and what do you mm-hmm. want your music to, to do for you and for people? Yeah. So my music and my goal with it is just to make connections mm-hmm. with people. I want people to be able to feel something with that. Not necessarily, like, be able to, like, party, because, like, that's a fun thing that you can do with music, but I want people to be able to feel and connect to my songs and just know, like, maybe that they're not alone. Like, if they're going through a hard time, like, one of my, like, big things is, like, just <coughs> being there for people. Like, I love being there for people and helping people, like, a ton. So I just want to be able to help people with my music, I think, at the end of the day. That's awesome. That's such a pure uh, motivation for making music, too, is, <laughs> is, is helping people feel something. So Yeah. That's really and, awesome. And, you know, especially nowadays, music is something that people have with them almost constantly you know what mm-hmm. i mean and, and it, it can be used as a yeah you're saying a source of comfort mm-hmm. source of uh i wouldn't say necessarily happiness but uh yeah. you know just a, a supplement to happiness if you will yeah. and yeah. so anyways I, I think that's uh that's a noble cause i would say so that's very neat i like that i like that you're in a way uh kind of mm-hmm. taking the uh what's the expression I don't know what the expression is, but let me explain what I'm trying to say. You, you are, you're trying to help people feel something positive, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to just being background music. I think, uh, yeah. like Colin was saying, uh, music is a huge part of a lot of people's lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure all of us are included in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's so easy to, it's so available nowadays. It's so easy to stream on your phone and things like that. Uh, and because of that, music a lot of time becomes just kind of audio wallpaper it's just mm-hmm. something that just kind of and so a lot of people aren't necessarily looking for something that that moves them but sometimes whenever there is something that is so visceral and mm-hmm. so emotional uh it can it can take you back and yeah. uh it, it can make it can make music a more fulfilling experience in the future so i think what you're it's based off what you're describing what mm-hmm. i'm hearing it sounds like you want to provide that type of experience for someone you want you want them to to think about your music and mm-hmm. to uh and not just put it on it's something yeah. you want some people to ex- truly experience something yeah is that what i'm hearing yeah definitely like i just want people to be able to like because i know today i know a lot of people that just like put music on and it's just like a numbing thing mm-hmm. like i want them to be able to like experience their emotion i've been reading this book on like vulnerability lately and like just being able to like be vulnerable with yourself and with others and to be able to like set boundaries with like okay like this is like the emotion I feel like I want to be able to capture that emotion like in that moment and like put it in a song and like people will be able to hear it and be like yes I was feeling that same way in a different like a different way like we don't have to all experience the same thing in order to be able to feel that emotion yeah Yeah, exactly yeah and that's a good point And and I think a lot of times that uh I think that's what make good what is what makes good music Mm-hmm. is uh, you, the meaning doesn't necessarily hit you over the head with what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, I guess, the lyrics can be, it's up to enough interpretation to where it can apply to a lot of different situations in people's mm-hmm. lives so that they can uh, relate to that. Because you know, I've, I've listened to songs for that meant a lot to me in my life. And then mm-hmm. I've went and looked up what the artist is talking about. It's about, you know, online. And mm-hmm. it's not, it is nothing to why it helped me like what yeah. what they said 
they weren't even thinking about what I was going through in my life, mm-hmm. and even close, but it still helped me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I think that's that's a, a noble goal, and I think that's awesome. Well, what music does is like even when there are lyrics that are really specifically referencing something uh, really specific, mm-hmm. uh, it, it can take on its own meaning for you. And I think at the end of the day, you know, I make music, uh, and maybe you feel the same way too. Um, I have my interpretation of whatever it is I'm writing, but uh, mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, I just want somebody to to feel something positive and take away something positive from the music I yeah, make, totally. whatever their interpretation is. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully it's something good. Yeah. And uh, I, but that's what that's what's important to me is that they come up with something and they feel something. Yeah. Uh, on their own part, so mm-hmm. that's really cool. I like that. I, I don't like whenever people get really weird about lyrics and stuff. And yeah. they're like, that's not what this person meant about this. Yeah. This is clearly this thing. It's uh, that music is beautiful because it's so interpretive. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. If every song was that Christmas shoes song, you know what I'm talking about? Right. Where it's, I mean, it's, that, it's just yeah. like, I mean, then. It's then, just beating you over the head. With like, yeah, it's, it's, I yeah. mean, nobody's going to be singing that song in 50 years. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's trash, garbage. Maybe horrible. they will be. Huh? Maybe they will be. Maybe, yeah. Shout out to people that like Christmas shoes, though. It's not trash. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but but thank yeah, you no, for listening. You're, you're right about that. I, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. <laughs> so uh, tell us this, Cherish. We already know what one of your goals is. Mm-hmm. Kickstarter. Yes. Fully funded. Mm-hmm. Etc. What What are other goals you have past that? Yeah, long term. Okay. Yeah. What What would you like to see happen? Man, long term. I don't know. I guess like going on tour. I think would be so fun. Just like. Maybe, like, getting, like, some sort of, like, record deal. I don't know. I've been trying to, like, reach out to, like, record companies to see if they'll, like, listen to my songs. But we'll see if that ever happens. So yeah. No, well, that's awesome. Yeah. You already have an endorsement. So I'd say you You're have a good, good track, track record. Yeah. yeah. Anything's possible at this point. Anything's possible. Even flying. That's <clears throat> awesome. Yeah. Well, well, cool. So touring and, and reaching out to record level. That's sweet. Yeah. Touring is a fun experience. Definitely... You could do that now. Yeah. If you, if you, let me, yeah, let me know if you want to break into that. Not that I am like some master at it, but I, yeah. I do the booking for my band and oh, I have some tips and tricks. Again, not that I'm the master at all. I like the, ma- I'm not the master at anything, yeah. but I know a couple things about this. Let me yeah. know if that's something you want to, totally. want to get into a little more. But, um, so, so this is something we ask. The next thing I'm going to ask you, this is something we ask a lot of people that come on our show. Mm-hmm. So we, we expressed this earlier. Our our scene here in Provo mm-hmm. is really eclectic, and there's there's different pl- there's a lot of different places to play. So we have mm-hmm. Lords down the street. We have uh, the Monarch House that we mentioned earlier. We're about the Happy Valley Rockers mm-hmm. and the Super Fuzz. We have the Rad Shack. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have just a lot of cool house shows that happen. Yeah, totally. Uh, and just a lot. So music is really supported here. Mm-hmm. Um, something we've a goal we've always wanted to have here at the the odds against all podcast is to support everybody mm-hmm. um what in your opinion does our scene need more of overall oh man oh man probably just like more love for all genres because i feel like we get locked into our own genres like i'm kind of in that like folk scene yeah so like i hang out exclusively with like the folk people and i go to their shows and like i want to go to like other people's shows and i want to like find out about that so like I don't know, just like reaching out to each other and supporting each other more, like yeah, outside of our own genres. That's yeah. so important. I like that. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I definitely agree, and I think it's really cool that you say that because I think about that all the time. Mm-hmm. So I don't think, I don't think local music is is big enough to be able to set up different 
yes. walls or, or barriers, if you will, mm-hmm. of, of, oh, I only go to the folk shows or I only go to the punk shows or I only mm-hmm. go to the indie shows or whatever it may be. Or, you know, I, I think the only way for local music to, well, not the only way, but the best way for local music to work is if mm-hmm. everybody goes to everything and yeah. supports everyone, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't have to like everything. You don't have to, you know, be the biggest fan of everybody's music. Some people mm-hmm. are bad. We know this. <laughs> but, you know, there, there's no room for, like you're saying, more more positivity yeah. and, and being more, more open to different genres, different things people are doing and support people. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between liking someone, liking someone's music and supporting them, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's very, uh, I think it's a great, would you ask her the, uh, that's what the people, that's oh. what the people need. Yes. That's yeah. definitely a thing that needs more of. I think about yeah. that all the time. So that's awesome. I love that. So thanks for that. Just yeah. kind of piggybacking off what you said too. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times I've found when I surround myself in something that I'm not as familiar with or maybe something I didn't necessarily like right away, mm-hmm. uh, the more I try to dive into it and see what it's about, the more open up I become to it. And maybe, yeah. maybe yeah, again, at the end of the day, it's not my favorite thing in the world, but I, I do find something to like about it. And I, yeah. think, uh, I think a lot of people could stand to kind of do what you're doing and mm-hmm. and and be open to those things and, and, and try to support those other things. And, and everybody can be, you know, I know there's lots of listeners out there, not that we have a ton of listeners or anything, <laughs> but I know there's a lot of listeners out there that go to a lot of things and we just want to, mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you scene for, uh, yeah. for the people that, that are doing that. But I, I, I definitely agree. I think there could be more <laughs> crossing of genres and uh, it doesn't have to be, that way. it doesn't have to be the way where there's like one distinct part of the scene and one other part. I think mm-hmm. I think right now we're on the verge of those scenes colliding. I think in some ways there already is mm-hmm. kind yeah, of colliding, totally. oh, and there's a lot of bands crossing over into like Mark, Michael Barrow and the Taurus. Mm-hmm. They play at Monarch House. That's usually more. I mean, kind of more the DIY scene, more the punk mm-hmm. scene. But they're they're playing they're playing there. They're kind of more of a quote unquote folklore band, right? Yeah. It's just interesting to me, and and there's other, I think there's like a, a punk show happening at Valor, which is really different. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. not something Valor usually does. So it it's clear to me that there is this possibility for everybody to kind of be getting yeah along and, and supporting each other. So I think it's I think if everybody kind of had that mm-hmm. approach and mindset a little bit a little bit more about about the local music, um, we'd see cool things happen. Definitely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause you know who you know what the scene is. What? I feel like you. What? It's us. Oh, it's us. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like, "What are you?" <laughs> I was. He I was making a gesture. Like, I thought you were gonna pull like that Shrek thing. The scene is an onion. <laughs> like, oh no 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 no! no. It's not. <laughs> that would have been great. It's not if an onion. Done that. As a matter of fact, that would have been pretty great. It, no, the scene is us. It's only as good as we make it. Oh, I'm not even talk- oh I see. And listen yeah. here, listen and listen here, listeners. I'm not even talking about. Cherish DeGraff as an artist. I'm not even talking about Brad as a telesomniac. I'm talking about <laughs> people who go to shows. You're the scene. It's as good as you make it. Very. That is profound. Oh. Right? Yeah. Because guess what? Guess what? What? Let, let me ask you this. What? Um, what makes a show? The people. Exactly. Always. There's got to be an audience. There's got to be people Glad you there. Did the answer because well. at first I was like, I don't know. I mean... 
live sound. It's all one organism. Yeah. It's all one. So you're thing. right. Anyways, people. but but I think that's beautiful, and and I'm glad we could have Cherish to Graph on. What what do you want to tell the people? What do they need to know about you? If there's one last thing. Oh no. They need to know one thing about me. Not one thing, but just uh, maybe an idea. I don't know. An idea. What about what me what are like, you dying to tell the people? Oh man, just that I like love them so much. Like oh. all uh, of these people, yeah. like all the support with the Kickstarter. Like I've met so many cool people just through the Kickstarter and through the Femmes at Valor. Like that was such a cool experience, and like I've been able to meet so many cool people. Mm-hmm. It's just like I love all of them so much, and I care about everyone just so much. Like. You guys like have my whole heart. I just Aww. love them. Well, we feel that. That's it. That's a genuine. Uh, that's, a, that's a genuine expression you just made, and we we really appreciate you coming on here today. Uh, we we haven't. You're like the first singer songwriter person I think we've had yeah. on our show. So uh, your episode's really <clears throat> important to us because we have had a lot more of that uh, quote unquote DIY scene mm-hmm. kind of on our show. So you're like, yeah, your episode's important, and I think. Uh, those people coming together, mm-hmm. those, those two scenes coming together, again, it's only going to create beautiful things. So we really appreciate you taking a chance coming on our show today. Okay. No uh, problem. So again, <laughs> go follow Cherish on Instagram. It's um Cherish. How many it's M's is it? Just is that? two M's. Okay. U-M-M-C-H-E-R-I-S-H. Yep. Um Cherish it. on Instagram. Do you have any other pages that you, you kind of use for your music or anything? Um... You can follow me on Twitter, but, like, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> um, that's kind of just where I, like, manic tweet at, like, midnight. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I have to go to Target in the morning. <laughs> but, like. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. And there's, like, Facebook, but, like, who uses Facebook? <laughs> yeah, that's tricky. Freaking Facebook is Facebook. tricky. Yeah. Some people kill it on Facebook. Some people don't kill it on uh, Facebook. I think Instagram is for the people. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I post pictures of my baby on it's our Facebook so that. My family can see back home. That's basically you know, all th- it's for these days. Well, let me say this real quick. I think Facebook is more for the individual. You'll get, you can get hundreds of likes on a post. If I post something, mm-hmm. I can get hundreds of likes. Yeah. But but if, if like your group or something or a musician or something posts, it's not as big. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's weird. weird. I think it's the old people. Yeah, definitely. The older, yeah, the wiser oh, people. You know, people it's more uh, soil under their brow. So my <laughs> band's Instagram is hooked up to our Facebook. So a lot of the times, the posts we make on Instagram will automatically post to Facebook, and it's mm-hmm. just like night and day yeah. the attention it gets. Just because like the people on Facebook are it's a different crowd. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. more seasoned. Well, sure. <laughs> well, th- thank you for coming on, Cherish. This yeah. was this was great. We really appreciated having you, and and I'm excited to see uh the kickstarter yeah where it goes really, with this. really hoping that that succeeds yeah me yeah. too <laughs> and and i'm excited to for the for the product i'm excited for the album yeah i mean sheesh it's uh i've liked what i've heard so far on spotify and etc etc never know uh but <laughs> what, what's the easiest way people are sorry I'm, no, no, go, 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 what's the easiest way people can find your specific kickstarter campaign a kickstarter you just go there and search cherish de graph sorry oh you're or, good um, so you can either search it there or you can like, again, I have the link in my bio for everything. It's okay, like a link right. tree. So okay. you can get like the Silver Wings demo there and like the Kickstarter link is there and like my Spotify artist page is there. Awesome. So cool. Fabulous. Support, yeah. cherish. Um, cool. Any final thoughts before we part today? Yeah. We kind of asked you that like three times already, I feel like, but, um, just that I love everyone. Awesome. Again, they're all great. We love that. We love you too. 
Solid message. We yes. love Cherish and we love the people. We love the people who are listening. And yes, so thank you very much for listening. Yeah. Yeah. Go follow not just to Cherish, um, Cherish again. Mm-hmm. Go follow us at The Odds Against All on Instagram. Uh, go leave us a like uh, on, on some of our posts and also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts yes, yeah. or on any place that you obtain your podcast content from. It helps us get a little more attention Yeah, uh, and we would really appreciate it. Go tweet a link to the show, whatever. Some people have already reviewed the I think we have five reviews so far. That's five fun. reviews, dude. On, on iTunes. That's amazing. And again, and one of them was just the word yoink. Somebody said yoink yeah, as a I review. I think I know who did that. I but I am, I'm very happy about that. Even if your review says yoink on it or yeet or whatever, we'll freaking take it. And look, and I'm open to anybody expressing their opinion on whatever, but if yeah, you yeah. rate it, give look. it five stars, even if you don't like it. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> give us what you feel we deserve. I know we're sending conflicting no, no, messages. No, 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 no. Give it five stars. <laughs> But then give us constructive criticism. You can you can say whatever you want in the comment, but give it five stars. Yeah, yeah, we we love to hear your feedback. Uh, so give us and cherish a follow. Um, this has been a good time. Thank yeah. you so much again for coming on. Um, cherish the graph. Um, you're again. You're listening to the Odds Against All podcast. I'm Brad. I'm Cullen, and this is. I'm Cherish. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks again. <laughs>